0: This is Unfuck Nation. Now here's your host, Gary John Bishop. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Unfucked Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. I really just want to thank you for, firstly, listening to this show, for taking the time out of your life to listen to what I'm saying here. But secondly, for being a member of the nation, for being somebody who's interested in listening to and participating with people from all over the world who are out to change their lives. I have an awesome show for you this week. I usually pick subjects that are either submitted by listeners or stuff that I'm working on, right? I might be putting it in a book. I might be working through a certain kind of way that we do things, trying to understand it in new ways, trying to unpack it in ways that I could give it to you. And as usual, this week is no different. This is something that I've been working on, something that I've been thinking about for quite some time. And I should add, by the way, that is kind of like mostly what I fucking do. Like, you'll hear me say that a lot. This is something that's been on my mind. That's right. That's kind of my job to have things on my mind, to be perusing and percolating with certain ideas. Also, I should say, by the way, on this week's show, I got what I think is a brilliant fucking question from the nation. And I mean like a brilliant question and it's something that's going to connect with everybody, right? Even the people who in your life don't subscribe to the show yet. You'll need to get them and listen to the show because this thing I'm going to do, this question we're taking later is quite frankly, just a fucking rock and roll kind of question. Now, I want to talk to you about something that is generally regarded as a bit woo-woo, right? A bit. I'm not going to call it touchy-feely, but just like something that's open to a myriad of interpretations. That is your subconscious, right? And uh, I talk quite a bit about the subconscious in my second book. Stop doing that shit. It's one of these things where most of what I would call your legit sciences, right? As opposed to the other shit that you find in the self-help section in Barnes & Noble. Most of your legit sciences would say you're pretty much a subconscious animal. That is, there's just a kind of range of ways that you operate that are just completely unautomatic. And uh, most of that shit, you don't even know why you do it. That's the kind of stuff, by the way, when people say, well, you know, why do you do that? And you say, well, I don't know. I'm just, that's just me. That's just who I am. That's just what I do. One of them is, (laughs) one of them that comes up a lot is when people say, I get these emails, by the way, I get lots of these emails. People say, I so admire your work because I'm just like you. I speak the truth to people and they don't like it, which always makes me go a little, hmm." Define the truth for me then. (laughs) But anyway, you are about 90% on automatic, right? There's just shit you do. You've been doing it for so long that you don't even question it. There's reactions you have that you just put it down to like foibles of your character or things that upset you, right? Things that annoy you. That's how you readily explain it away. I want to talk to you about, one, why that's completely irresponsible for you to talk about yourself in that way. It points to a complete lack of development on your part, right? You haven't developed yourself enough to be able to distinguish, point to, and understand fully your ways of being and your ways of acting, particularly those ways of being and those ways of acting that are problematic for you in the cold stone reality of your life. And so for me, and you know, look, it's well-documented, my issues with the self-help industry in general terms, but there are certainly some particular people who roll around in this industry with a reputation for this thing or that thing. and what they're saying doesn't, number one, doesn't really stand up. But number two, it's at best cobbled together to make you feel better about the shit you're in without ever fully addressing why you're treading around in that shit and agreeing to do that. So as you know, my work is very different. My work is... Loosely based in existentialist philosophies, okay? The foundational principle, if you like, of existentialist philosophy is responsibility. That is that you are the source of it all. Your experience of being alive is coming from you. It's not coming at you, right? It seems like it's coming at you. That I'll definitely acknowledge but it's in fact coming from you. A simple logic would be, well, they're your triggers, or they're your hooks, or they're the things that you get upset by. And then we kind of go around in life, especially with our loved ones, saying, well, you know that annoys me, so don't do it. Right, so, (laughs) or you know I don't take too kindly to that kind of attitude. So you need to tell other people what they now need to do and say and act in a way so that you don't get fucked up. Makes you wonder why the world will not devote itself to making you happy at times. But anyway, so I want you to first start to get like, to me, personal growth, personal development is centered around uncovering understanding and transforming the sort of stuff that I just talked about. The stuff that you're driven to do, the ways that you're driven to be in your life. You don't really fully understand why you are that way, but you continue to operate that way. That includes, by the way, the range of feelings that you don't like. You know, if you're overtly negative or... Overtly positive. If you're angry or apathetic or any one of a number of different ways of being that just are there automatically for you and you can explain it just by saying, I'm just in one of my moods. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just in one of my moods. All right, everybody, stop. He's just in one of his moods. So... Don't fucking work that way. And you know it. You know it fucking doesn't work that way. In fact, if somebody was to talk to you that way, you'd be like, fuck you. So that you can be you, I can't be me. Which kind of brings me to the other big important aspect of this, you know. And I'm always at great pains to say this. And especially in the United States where, uh, you know, it seems like everything's fucking housed in your freedom of speech, you know, it's like, I'm pretty sure it's freedom of speech though, so and not freedom may be an asshole, but still. And definitely the United States, they're so, people are very, very sensitive to any possible infringement upon their freedom of speech, okay? Which is good on one hand, okay, on this side here, that's a good thing. But on the other side, they're like applying it to just about fucking anything, just so they can keep being an asshole, right? So it's it's getting kind of, that flag's getting waved. At times when it really just shouldn't be getting waved, that kind of my rights flag. Anyway, so if you think about this for a moment though, and you really kind of settle into it, you really get like, well, personal growth for me is coming to terms with and really identifying some of those kind of self destructive or possibility destroying ways of being and acting. But instead of relating to them like, oh, this is a problem that I've got to fucking solve, looking at it like, this is something I need to understand. To the degree that when I fully understand it, when I fully understand that thing about myself, I experience a certain amount of freedom. Maybe not so much to switch it off, but freedom to invent and bring in new ways of being. And acting, right? So I'll give you an example, right? Of this is like most people, this is a strength of mine. And it's something that undoes me a lot of times or would undo me a lot of times if I wasn't so aware of it. Okay. So I have this character trait, and this really is like a character trait. So this is like a way of being heidegger would have called this the german philosopher a default way of being and it says, default way of being hard working so in my life if ever i'm faced with a problem my default reaction to it is to work harder i'll just work harder i'll put in more work now some people that's a great strength right like i I never really deal with this thing called procrastination because for me, everything just needs more grind, right? Now, the other side of that is burnout, overwhelm, getting myself fucking wrapped up in shit that I shouldn't be getting wrapped up in. God forbid that I would ever take a vacation, right? Even if I'm on vacation, I'm thinking about fucking renovating the hotel we're staying in or some shit. But anyway, it's a default way for me. Like I apply hard work to everything. After a while, after a few decades of that shit, it's pretty exhausting. And so one of the things that I introduced to my life, not to overtake that, but to add a new flavor to my life, was this idea of being appreciative. So when I felt that kind of urge or that need, and it was a very familiar feeling, by the way to throw myself into something, I would breathe, I would take stock. I would get appreciative of the people in my life and the life that I've got. Sure, I had this little noise in my head about the life that I want and all the work that that's going to take. But I really took the time to appreciate my sons and my wife, to appreciate the life that we've built together. And this is a practice I've been doing for a long, long time, by the way, long before any kind of public success that you might have seen. So I took on this approach of introducing this new way of being, which wasn't usual for me. It wasn't usual for me to be appreciative of people. And when I say appreciative, I'm not doing all this shit in my head. I'll turn to my wife or I'll turn to one of my kids and I'll say, you know, I really appreciate you. And I'll acknowledge them. I'll, you know, admire your tenacity or I admire your joy and your sense of humor. Or I admire your competitiveness. Like I would take the time out to introduce this new way of being for me, which at the beginning was fucking weird. It was like people were looking at me like you're right. <laughs> I've had that response a lot in my life the more I've transformed the more I've taken things on in my life the more it kind of fucks with other people's reality but anyhow I introduced this new practice now my life started to look sound and feel different when I did that and it was new for me it was a major interruption to what I would typically do which is just burrow ahead, like be the hardest working man in the room. You know, that was always my thing. And I can still be that guy, but I'm way more likely to kind of have a say in it now than I ever did before. But there's a part of that that I think, because it's one thing you kind of see something about yourself and be like, you know, I wish that was different. But I don't really get that there's a massive incentive for it to be different at that point when you first start seeing it. Like, I'm too angry, I'm too reactive, I'm too... The way to kind of get yourself, if you like fueled, right? Maybe get a little bit of impetus behind you is when you address what it's like for other people to live with you when you are that way. So when I looked at being hardworking, you know, when I'm in that fucking mode, I'm shut off. I'm unavailable. I'm single-minded. I'm fucking hard to negotiate with. You know, I got a plan. I got a strategy. This is going through. A lot of it, in terms of like the emotional experience of it, is that a force? Like I'm forcing something happen. And like I said, look, it can be a real fucking strength at times, but you can imagine living with that. I mean, imagine being around that fucking guy all the time. It's like, you know, where's the humanity? You know, it's just all robotics. As you start to understand yourself, and you start to see some of these items of yourself that you're like, you know, this has got to change about me. One very powerful place for you to stand is to deal with what it's like for others to engage with life with you from where you are. Now, I know some of you are already dropping to your knees and fucking crying, Oh, I'm a fucking terrible person. Oh my God. Fucking stop it. Stop it. Okay. Stop the being a victim to yourself shit. And I know some of you are already thinking about somebody else and you're like, yeah, it's fucking terrible for me to live with them. Stop that shit too. Cut that out. My work is always about you and what you do and what doesn't work about you. And when you uncover and deal with and get present to the impact and you start to really take on what it's like for other people to share life with you, there's all the incentive you'll ever need. Because too many times we think and particularly act in ways that are destructive, that are causing cracks and gaps in our families, in our love lives, in our work life. And I know, I get it. Right now, you're sitting there fucking yeah-butting the shit out of me right now. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. It's amazing to me the amount of times people listen to what I'm saying and because it doesn't align with what they currently think, they assume that it doesn't apply to them or that their situation is fucking special. No. No, it's the logic that you're fighting for is the logic that's got you in the fucking hole you're in. You might want to apply a different one when you apply a different logic, and that's probably my biggest thing, is when I talk about my philosophy, I say to people, take what I'm saying, set it right on top of your life, and your life will push up all the shit that you need to handle. It'll throw it at you. You'll see it right in front of your fucking face. And as you take that philosophy, that logic that I'm presenting you with, and you press down on it, and you make that imprint into your life, all that bullshit that you've been dressing up as reasons, excuses, justifications, la, 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 that'll all come fucking purging out of there. And then you're like, fuck, that's a lot of mess, man. And then if you listen to what I'm saying, and I'll show you how to fucking handle the mess, And then when you handle the mess and you're left with a philosophy and you you look at the philosophy and you're like, oh, if I just kind of lived this way, my life would make not only a lot more sense, it'd be a lot cleaner, a lot less shit in it. And I'd have a lot more power to deal with things because it brings a kind of certain clarity to things for me that when I apply that logic, it's like, well, there's the path. See, that's the difference between what I do and what a lot of self-help does, a lot of self-help is out to give you advice. I'm really not. I'm out to give you logic. Because when you get the logic, when you get that philosophy that I'm talking about, that perspective, you can apply it to anything. It's not circumstantial. It's like, I'm having a problem with my boyfriend right now and I just fucking tell you what to do with your boyfriend. Well, what about the next fucking boyfriend or girlfriend or pet donkey. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, so I really feel as if what I'm doing with people is giving them a chance to think in new ways. I believe it was the philosopher Bertrand Russell who said, you know, that and I'm going to paraphrase what he's saying here because I'm not that fucking smart, but something like those that take a philosophical view of life tend to have a lot more freedom to deal with it. Those that take, an ordinary, an unremarkable view, tend to get stuck in it. And so it really is about recalibrating your thoughts. See, look, if I see things in a new light, like I did with my hard work, right? I always thought my hard work was a virtue until I saw that it could also be destructive. When I saw it as being destructive, if you'd said to me five years before about hard work being destructive, I'd have just said, oh, Fucking don't talk shit, dude. Fucking I'm producing for my family. I'm this guy. I'm that guy. I'm, I'm relentless and don't bother me. It took something for me to finally take a look from another perspective. And when I looked from the other perspective, not only did I see the problem, but then I was like, well, how the fuck do I deal with this? But then I also started to get kind of, yeah, I mean, like, seduced by the idea of who I could be when I'm being appreciative. Like, it was like, yeah, I want to fucking be that guy. I like being that guy. So back to what I'm saying, personal development, personal growth is understanding, recognizing, coming to terms with. Dealing with the impact and thereafter living from what you discovered. People tell me, I want to change this, I want to stop that. That is not how fucking human beings work. It's not. Human beings work by discovery and reinvention. And when you discover something, When you discover it in the right way, it's the kind of thing that you can't undiscover. Like you can't forget that now. And it's kind of like a place that you would never go back to because you've been there, seen that, and now come to terms with that's not for you. So that's the beginning part. It's not like the urge or the thoughts or some of those old emotional patterns disappear, they don't. But when you do the kind of work that I'm talking about, you recognize that shift for what it is. And then you're able to drop it and you're able to move on the next thing. So personal development isn't about feeling good about yourself off the bat. It's about you feel good about yourself, you feel great about yourself, you feel great about your fucking life. But you kind of do need to get down in the dirt with the bullshit first and then start plotting your pathway ahead. All right, you guys, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to listen to our advertisers here. And of course, look, as usual, I encourage you heartily to participate in future shows. You can contact us on the hotline, the Unfuck Nation hotline, 646-450-3203. You can email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com and you can also reach us at the website unfucknation.com there's a little form there you can fill it out i have a fucking doozy of a question from the nation after the break and you do not want to miss a fucking instant of it catch you on flip side You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the second half of the show. You do know about the Unfucked store, don't you? Where you can get your t-shirts and hoodies and all kinds of cool Unfucked Nation stuff. I've been seeing more and more people putting their stuff up on the internet. It's fucking awesome. It's so good, right, to see people like waving the flag like that. Especially when they're wearing it because they've just done something. Like they've just done something in their life that they're proud of. And they've used some of the books to support them in accomplishing those things. And so they're wearing their Unfucked Nation shirts with pride. Yeah, they're also a great conversation starter, I'll tell you that for sure. And by the way, don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast, write, review, and subscribe. Write, review, and subscribe. So this message this week came in via the podcast webpage. And this message is from Sarah. Now, as you're listening to this message, I want you to kind of listen for yourself, okay? This is where she's at, okay? And I'm going to do my damnedest here to recreate what she's saying in a way that powerfully reflects where she's at, okay? So Sarah says, so you keep saying this shit about forgiving another person. Forgive the person who did this shit to move on. My question is, how the fuck do you truly forgive anyone? How do I forgive my husband for having an affair, telling me that I was not a good wife to him during his affair? All this prior and while I made the choice to help my mother while she was dying from pancreatic cancer. How the hell do I begin to forgive that shit? Experiences now keep me going back to this time of my life and reliving the dumbass emotions. It's been over a year that I've known the truth. I'm no closer to forgiveness than I was when I found out. I'm sick and tired of being chained to this one thing in my life that blew it fucking apart. Forgiveness seems like bullshit and sometimes not an option. All right, Sarah. You fucking ass for it. All right, Sarah. So it's plainly obvious your whole way of being connected to what you just said there is somebody who's angry and resentful. Okay. And you know, you might be sitting there right now going, Yeah, that's fucking right. I am fucking angry and resentful, and that's right. And that's how your life is now going. And you're now living the angry and resentful life. Forgiveness does not mean you condone what somebody did. It doesn't mean, oh yeah, that's what I would have done. It doesn't mean that. Because invariably, when you're looking at somebody else's life like that, they're not doing the shit that you would do. They're not doing the shit that I would do. They're doing the shit that they would do. Okay. Now, there's certain elements of this marriage that you're just pointing to and you're, and I'll tell you right now, you're fucking not dealing with. And by the way, you've got two things collapsed in there. So you've got to take out. And I know people are going to be like, okay. I mean, some people, a lot of people are not going to be, but some people might be fucked up by what I'm about to say. I don't fucking care. My job here is to empower Sarah, not be precious to how you might feel, okay? Sarah, you've got two things collapsed, his affair and what you were dealing with with your mom. First of all, you've got to separate those two things. As long as you keep those two things collapsed, You're just going to keep riding this fucking angry train all the way until you die, okay? If you want to be a fucking angry, resentful human being for the rest of your life, then keep doing what you're doing. If you want a fucking wake-up call, if you want something like peace, love, understanding, compassion, if you want to have a fucking life that you really want, a life that you love, and maybe a whole new kind of love relationship, then you should listen very fucking carefully to what I'm saying here. And if you get offended by what I'm saying here, Quite frankly, I don't care, right? I'm not here to not get you offended. I'm here to get you informed in a way that might actually get you out of the shit you've gotten yourself into in the last year. Yes, the shit you've gotten yourself into in the last year. So you got two things collapse. What was going on with your mom, and I'm sorry, and you have my love and my prayers and my commiserations for what you had to deal with there with your mom, okay? But that's the two items that you've got conflated, okay? That is, you've got the two of them in there with each other, and they're just juicing each other up. I want you to go back now, all right? When you take this situation with your mom and what you had to deal with there, and I want you to hold it over to the right-hand side. I want you to set it there. It's not going to go anywhere. I just want you to hold it there, okay? And I want you to look back at your marriage, And I want you to really look back at your fucking marriage. And I want you to tell yourself the truth about your marriage. Not him, right? He did what he did. And by the way, generally when I'm coaching people around the subject of infidelity, I'm usually coming from a place where that they did what they did doesn't necessarily reflect anything about you. In fact, it does say a lot about them, but not in like a way where I'm going to just... Demonize another human being. I'm gonna say this is somebody who did what they did. And what they really need to address is that under what fucking circumstances is that the answer? Okay. Again, that's a different matter. This is about you. And telling yourself the truth about the condition of your marriage. And I don't want to hear shit about I gave it my best shot and I did my best and they were da-da-da-da-da. Tell the fucking truth, man. Tell the truth will set you free. Was that like the fucking most joyous, amazing, that, 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 like, like I've done this so many times with people when they look at their marriage and wife split up. Occasionally, right? And it's rare. Somebody just seemingly out of nowhere will do something. And the vast, vast, vast majority of situations, there's been this constant degrading of connection. Constant, disconnect, degrading. Like, sometimes people say, well, oh, I had no idea this shit was going on. I'm like, well, how connected were you to that person then? Like, really, like, they were clearly having a bunch of fucking thoughts in their head, a bunch of emotions coursing through their fucking veins, and the condition of the relationship you had, that wasn't something that would come out. That's something that would get covered over and hidden. Now, that might be a lot to do with your ex. I get that, right? But I want you to start to come from a place of, yeah, like the relationship was this way. It was this sort of condition. This is what it was like between that person and I, right? And if you use your logic, I can't tell the fucking truth for you. Only you can tell the truth here. If you look back in the last 5 8 10 years maybe you never you never saw an affair coming okay but tell yourself the truth was it was it all amazing and sweetness and light and hollywood fucking romance or was there shit going on were you guys struggling with stuff was he struggling with you were you struggling with him were you happier when you were doing your thing and he was doing his thing and you would get it together for family, get togethers and oh yeah, yeah, know we're good. And, uh, like how in with each other were you really? And it really like, this is it? this isn't blame guys. If you, I swear to God, if you're fucking listening to this conversation right now from who's to blame, turn it off and go fucking play, I don't know, checkers or some shit to while your life away. This is not about who's to blame. And that's part of the problems we have in life. It's, well, whose fault is it? I talked about this in fucking last week's show. When the boat's sinking, nobody gives a fuck who made the hole. It's how do we get to shore? If you want to talk about who made the hole, you can reconcile that for yourself at the back end when you're a lot more at peace with that, you got to shore. So, this isn't about, Sarah, you're to blame, he's to blame, la la la, stop. This is about what was the condition you were both operating in. Now, if you're like, well, to me, this was amazing, then, Sarah, you were in fucking la la land in your relationship. You were in la la land. Or, no, we had our problems, but then those problems were clearly more challenging for him than you. Clearly. That doesn't excuse his behavior. For me, as a married man, that's not an out, okay? But that's a different conversation. That's what we do. We drag that conversation in, and then we can't work our way through this thing. I want you to face some stone-cold truth your truth, that truth about the condition between you and that other person. And if you follow it through and you tell yourself the truth, I think you'll see his actions, as deplorable as they were, were unsurprising, unremarkable, given the situation, ordinary, Hell, maybe even predictable, given who he is, given who you are with him, given the way your situation was. Yeah. The place you need to find yourself, Sarah, is that you're a human being trying to work your way through this shitstorm called a life. So's he. And as inappropriate as ugly, as hurtful, as damaging, as whatever you want to fucking add to it, whatever way you want to look at what he did and didn't do, that's a human being right there. And if that makes your blood boil, that's right. You're still indulging your fucking anger. Except now it's kind of indulging you. The way through this is to start to deal with the condition of your relationship, who you were in it, tell yourself the fucking truth. What did you do that worked in that relationship? What did you do that didn't work in that relationship? What did he do that worked in that relationship? What did he do that didn't work in that relationship that you both ended up where you ended up at you on the other end of his infidelity? Because that's where you both ended up. The last piece I want to give you here, Sarah, is part of your insistence on dwelling in this thing. I don't hear you at all confronting or, or starting to look out ahead to what's next for you. And you'll notice, by the way, I spent a little bit at the start of this conversation talking about your mom. Because that conversation about your mom and your grief with that doesn't belong here doesn't belong here. That's something you need to navigate in a way that stays true to your love for her. Her passing doesn't belong in this fucking ugly mess between you and your ex. Might have happened at the same time, but you need to use your brain to set it over here to the side and to give that the kind of attention that that deserves. And I know this is that time in your life, especially back then, was painful, was hard, was fucking challenging, you were struggling, all that stuff. I get it. Okay. I also invite you to get though that your insistence on being angry and resentful about it is what's keeping it going. And so that's why I say, yeah, forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't mean, oh yeah, I'm totally okay with that. And you can do that to me whenever you fucking want. No, it means I get it, you're a human being. You made whatever mistakes you've made. I'm dealing with the impact of your mistakes, but I'm also dealing with the impact of my own. And I forgive you. And I forgive you not to make you feel better. I forgive you to free myself from the burden of living my life in the past. I'm setting you free. I'm unwilling to emotionally tie myself to that time in my life. I choose to see you as a human being with your own shit to deal with. And while I don't agree with what you did, I do realize that human beings sometimes do things that are shitty. And that's how that goes. Because I live with human beings and I am one. And so I release you. I set you free. For you to go and do whatever you're going to do with your life. It's not for me to make sure you pay or that I get revenge or it's not my job my job is to live the greatest life possible to be my greatest self to release myself from past anger and past resentments so that whatever's next for me in terms of being in love or being in a relationship or maybe even being married that I've dealt with that and completed all of that in such a way that I'm fully available for that relationship that I'm not planning and plotting that relationship to make sure that the old one doesn't happen again. In fact, that I go in free and ready for whatever this new relationship might present me with. So yeah, forgiveness is a release. Acceptance is realizing that people do things that you would no say in, that you might not approve in, that you might not like, but that's right as human beings. And that's for everybody listening, not just you, Sarah. And we've all been through situations. We've all been through things in our lives where forgiveness seems like the hardest thing. But in my experience, it's the only thing. It is the thing that will ultimately empower you. There's no juice in being right about this for you. That's the fucking booby prize. You're not winning. You're suffering. You're suffering. And you're going to continue to suffer. And you're going to drive that big fucking stake right into your own heart. Do not lose sight of who you are. Forgiveness doesn't mean all is good between you and that other person. It doesn't mean to say you're going to be friends or even talk again ever. Forgiveness means I'm letting you go. I'm letting that time go. I'm letting that upset, that anger, I'm letting it go. And whenever it comes up again in the future, and it will, that I remind myself that doesn't work for me. I forgive you. I'm letting it go. And get your attention on what's next in your life, Sarah. Not enough of that in your email. You're a fucking miracle of being. It's not that you can't forgive. You haven't quite worked your way through it all yet. Listen to what I'm saying here on this podcast as many times as you need to. Dwell in it. Think about it. Journal it. Write it all down. Accept. Forgive, release. All right, you guys, that's it for this week's show. Thank you for being a member of the nation. Thank you for listening, Sarah. Thank you for your fucking brilliant question and your courage for sharing your life with us. My commiserations and my sympathies to you and the passing of your mom. That's a challenging time for most people. So much, much love to you and much, much love to the memory of someone you clearly loved. As usual, guys, if you want to participate in a future episode, connect at garyjohnbishop.com, the hotline six four six four five zero three two zero three, or reach out to us at the Unfuck Nation website, unfucknation.com. See you next week.